Hey guys, hope you're doing well. Today we are talking about when to settle. For the, mostly for the girls. That's right. And we had a comment in a video previously that because I was talking to women that I was letting men off the hook. You can talk about topics exclusively. You don't have to include everything into everything. <laughs> uh, it was the age gap video. Several people got really upset and thought you were encouraging young men to sow their wild oats. It was fascinating. So our whole hope for this channel is to encourage wholesome families, encourage people to get married, have many children, and praise the Lord. So for young men, my admonishment is just the same as young women. If you burn with passion, get married. Go get it done. Praise God. So what do we mean by when we say settling? What comes to mind for me is you, there's a lot of, in my experience, there are a lot of kind of tropes that are told to girls of mm -hmm. like, in Christ you're special and you deserve Captain America and you should hold out or, or what do you call you, it? Like, it's, I think it's like, you deserve the best. You don't, never settle, mm -hmm. uh, never settle for what you des less than what you yeah. deserve. And you need to make a list of all the yeah. things. <laughs> and so you kind of promote this Hallmark. When you look at Hallmark, it's a girl in her late 30s, early 40s who has done the corporate career. She's high status and she goes back to the small town and some high status guy who happens to be single for the last 20 years for whatever reason, who's like super Hallmark hot. Sometimes they're single dads. True. And I don't watch Hallmark Channel anymore, by the way. They've turned very corrupt. Uh, but anyways... Anyways. You've seen a lot of Hallmark movies. I've seen I've seen some Hallmarks. <laughs> I've seen some Hallmark and I've seen enough Hallmark that I know how to predict the plotline. So then what's the problem with that giving girls that vision? Oh, yeah. The reality is a thirty something year old career woman is not very desirable to men who are themselves high status. A high status guy in a small town is not gonna be attracted to a girl his own age who's got a career. In the big city. In the big city. It's just not going to happen. And so, and we spoke a little bit about that in, in the age gap video. But that brings us back to the whole thing of telling Christian girls to hold out because so many Christian girls end up in their 30s yeah. because they've rejected the men who have pursued them. And then I think then the response is there's no good men or Christian men need to step up or where are all of the Christian men? It's interesting because you would always say like, I'm sure she has been pursued by someone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every girl in the world has had someone be interested in her or show interest in her. It's just that a lot of girls expect men to be of the same status as their dad or the pastor or the high status married men in the church when they're 20, 30 years ahead. And so it's not going to be that way for most women. You're not going to have some super high status guy come sweep you off your feet if that hasn't already happened for you. Mm -hmm. That's likely not going to happen in future. And so what we like to say is, you know, you can have a list in your teenage years of all the things that you want. Once you're beyond 20 and you're not married, that list needs to go away. Now you need to look at who are the men who have pursued you? Who are the men who have shown interest in you? That is your list. That's your list of options, the list of people who have shown interest in you. Now you've got to make the best choice from that list. 
And I want like to be clear with that. We're not saying you shouldn't have standards. Obviously, there are things that are non-negotiables for you, values. You want to marry a God-fearing man who allows you to be a homemaker. We say this in all the videos of make sure you are on the same direction of being obedient to the Lord. So those are all good things. But what we're saying is you need to be realistic of who you're attracting. Yes. And so if there's not six Captain Americas who've pursued you, the chance of a Captain America in the future pursuing you is non-existent almost. And so this is where you now have two choices. What are your options? Option one is to settle for the type of men who have pursued you and realize that that is who you are attracting. And so to be happy with that, to make your best shot and say, all right, I do want to be married. I do want to have a family that honors the Lord. I do want to help a man to become successful and grow in status with him. I am going to choose to settle. And I think that requires some self-reflection mm -hmm. of being able to see, you know what, maybe I have this idea of a guy who actually doesn't exist, like this fantasy. And I think that's the problem with watching Hallmark movies is it gives you this fantasy idea of guys and then a lot of times girls overlook really good quality guys because they're looking for this specific like pastor, head of the church, high status guy instead of seeing a guy where he is and being like, yeah, this is someone that I can help and be purposeful with him. Mm -hmm. And then option two is if you're not happy with the list of men who are pursuing you, is to work on your own desirability. We use the word desirability because in past videos, people have been pretty upset with us using uh, sexual market value. Uh, that's fine. Which, which for me though, I will say, I'd never heard of sexual market value until after I had met you and you told me about what sexual market value is. And it made a lot of sense to me. It, I think it would have been really helpful at as a teenager to understand the dynamics of attraction because that's really what it is. Like if you make yourself more desirable, if you increase your sexual market value, which we say for girls is increasing the virtues of beauty, cheerfulness, and helpfulness. If you can increase those things, then you'll have more options of guys who are interested in you. And I think that's really helpful for young girls to understand. So desirability. Yeah, so you can work on your own desirability. You know, and we've done a video about that as well on beauty, helpfulness, and cheerfulness. It's simple, but it's not obvious. Mm -hmm. There's things you can work on that will make you more desirable, more attractive to more men. Now, a lot of girls will not like that. They'll not like a Christian person saying, you need to work on your beauty or your helpfulness or your cheerfulness because they've been told that in Christ, they deserve Prince Charming. In Christ, all they have to do is give their life to Jesus and he will bring them an amazing husband. That's not true. And the way that you can tell that you're being deceived is, do you agree with that statement if we flipped it around for men? Take the list of men who you're unhappy with, you know, because there's no good men in the church. The, take those bunch of guys and tell them, you know, young men, just because you've given your life to the Lord, you deserve a supermodel wife. You deserve the most beautiful, helpful, cheerful wife just because you gave your life to the Lord. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. You just deserve it because you you're are. a Christian. <laughs> that's what we're telling. That's ridiculous. And that's what the culture is telling young girls. And so we're saying, look, this is harsh, but fair. You need to work on your desirability, your attractiveness, so that you can actually attract the men that you want to attract. 
It's for your good. <laughs> so another thing with that that you can work on, because because it is all a victim mindset, right? A victim mindset says I can't do anything. There's no good men. The men need to do something. It's the men's fault. That's a victim mindset, and you're going to be stuck in that. But if you say, Lord, with your help, I know there are seven thousand men who have not bowed the knee to Baal. I know there are seven thousand men out there who would be an amazing husband. And so with your help. I'm going to change. I'm going to do something to improve my chances of attracting a husband. So another one we always talk about is changing your environment. Yeah, if you're not meeting anyone, or if guys aren't even pursuing you where you are, what is stopping you from changing your scenery? Just staying in the same place that's not working, and you just thinking, oh, God has me in a waiting season. I'm just waiting. It's like, well, also. You could be getting married if you met someone, if, if if you moved or changed your scene or went somewhere or did something. You never know how God's going to direct your steps to meet someone, but staying in the same place because it's comfortable. Well, so many girls will say, "I'm in a great church, and there's no good men." Well, you're not in a great church because, and this is something we say as well: is you need to be explicit. You need to be honest with the fathers and pastors and leaders in your life and say, "Hey." Getting married is my top priority. Like right now in this season of my life, getting married is one of my is my top priority. If they then say, "Well, that's wonderful. We'll pray for you," and then two years go by and there's no single guys, they haven't tried to invite you to dinner. The the pastor or the leaders or the people that that are mentoring you haven't tried to set you up on dates or introduce in, introduce you. you to people. It's not a good church. Sorry, <laughs> they're not helping you to succeed in life. They're not helping to disciple you into your purpose. You need a you need a change, you know. So go to your pastor and say, "Hey, if you don't help me find a husband within the next six months to a year, I'm leaving. I'm going to go find a church that will help me get married." That sounds harsh, but what's more important? You staying around until you're fifty, so that this church, you know, is like, "Oh, you've always been faithful. Thank you for helping our ministry and helping our church. We loved having." All your energy and all your time, and sorry we didn't find you a husband. Too bad. Just be content. Singleness is a gift. You know, I'm angry about it, but carry on. I was gonna say, I think the reason that you're saying this is because we have been part of churches where the leadership is happy for lots of single girls to be on staff, to be around, because they're help building their mission at the cost of these girls wasting their most fertile years. Yeah. And ability to be married, and nobody's helping them. They're kind of using these single girls to build their ministry and mission, and so that's why you're, I think, being so blunt of like, can you help me meet someone? And then you can also get a gauge of their response when you bring that up. If they're not really seeing it as a big deal if they don't think it's a big deal that you have a desire to be married and it's not happening that's a huge red flag they obviously don't have a value for marriage and family and children and so is that really a church that you want to be a part of to begin with and changing your environment could be a variety of of different things it could be changing because a lot of single girls are working it could be changing your job we say this often of keeping in mind the vision of you want to be a homemaker, you want to stay home with your children someday. So what are the things that you can do in this season of life that will help you in your future with being a homemaker and staying at home? So you don't want to go and do things like go into a whole bunch of debt to become a nurse 
and then you are a debt slave, you have to go work, like think of those things. What are the things that I can do that will enable me to still be a homemaker, but can give me opportunities to meet yeah. more guys? And again, when, when people always say like, you're against women getting educations and all this stuff, my wife's a very educated person. She doesn't have all the credentials. So what you're actually saying is credentialism. So you spend tons of time researching stuff and not only researching stuff, but doing stuff. Because there's tons of people out there who gain knowledge. You know, oh, did you know this? Did you know that? Are you doing it? You've got to go and do the stuff. And then when you do it, you're like, wow, that worked. It didn't work. Why didn't it work? Now you're doing science. Now you're doing experiments and projects and you're learning. Problem solving. Problem solving. That's, that's a wonderful thing for ladies to do. We, we highly encourage ladies to be skillful, wise, knowledgeable about things that they are doing and have done. Your priority in your late teens and early 20s is to get married. That's when you'll be at your highest desirability, your highest, your highest ability to attract commitment from men who are ready to start families. To go to college for four years and get indentured and to avoid getting married for those four years and now you're in debt so you have to go work it all off, you're completely misreading your times. Once you're married, you know, if you get married early, you have a family, you help your husband, should you then decide to go and pursue education, credentialism, by all means, go for it. But you've rightly ordered your life. You've rightly prioritized your life. You know, there's so many people who are in their 30s who are now trying to reverse the order of now they're trying to find a husband. Now they're trying to have children when that should have been their first thing, not their last thing. And I do want to clarify this too, because we've said this before in a different video of you saying once your kids have moved out of the house and you desire to get a degree and your husband wants you to, like by all means go for it. <laughs> we've had people comment and be like, how dare you encourage- You're not extreme enough. Encourage women to go to school after their kids. Like they need to be home with their grandkids, helping their children. And we're like, can't you see that we're trying to at least prevent girls, ladies, women, from going into their 30s and 40s while not being married and not having kids? I would much rather encourage women to get married first and then if they still have the desire to get a degree, then they can to encourage in that way. Because I do think most of the time, once you have children and become a homemaker, you see the value of it. So the desire to go work outside of the home does go away. But sometimes people just need that out of... Yeah, they need an excuse to tell people. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go get an education after my kids mm -hmm. are out. And if that's the excuse someone needs or the idea that someone needs in order to get them to delay that in order to first have a family, then by all means, we will encourage it. Yeah. I think to bring this all back to our original question of when to settle, if you're married, you have settled. <laughs> Everyone that gets married settles. You settle down, you choose someone, you're picking someone. So it's about being realistic of if you keep saying you're not settling, but you're bypassing really good quality guys because you have this list that no guy is meeting, then maybe it's time to reevaluate some things. And uh, we don't mean settle for an unbeliever. And I think the bottom line is whenever you are deciding to get married, it is for life. It is a huge life decision. So it's I say settlement. <laughs> yeah. So I think there's a lot of fear of, am I settling? 
uh, could someone better come along in the process of choosing who to get married, even if it is an amazing guy. I when we when you came to America, I was struggling with all of those feelings because when you came to America, it was like, oh, we're definitely getting married. So all of our options are going like this is it. Yeah, and I had never had a boyfriend. All of those things come to mind, and then you get out of that blur and this fear because that's really fear motivated and. Uh, get back into the Word of God, you get a clear vision and realize that, no, I think I'm just afraid of choosing someone. I think that's the, the fear. It's good to choose someone, decide to get married, decide to be faithful for life. Uh, those are all good things. And you can, if you're concerned about the marriage going bad, this is the importance of bringing mentors, family into the picture too. So that way they also approve of who you're marrying. So praise God and God bless you.